0: This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 169 with Matt Clark.
1: Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscherin.
0: Hi there, MC Lobster here and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today and in today's show we're going to look at how to launch and grow your Amazon business. My guest in this episode is Matt Clark. Matt is a serial entrepreneur to an investor and is driven by the idea that you don't have to put your family or future in jeopardy to start and run a successful business. A graduate of the number one ranked undergraduate entrepreneurship program, In the United States, the Wolf Center for Entrepreneurship at the University of Houston, Matt graduated summa cum laude with a double major in finance and entrepreneurship. After a stint in corporate finance, he founded his first business at the age of 22 and grew that business into a multi-million dollar industry-leading enterprise with thousands of products. Over the next four years, he launched and grew three more multi-million dollar businesses. Matt is now hyper-focused on practical things that business owners can do to drive growth and profitability which he considers the true measure of any business learning and teaching these practices has becomes Matt's personal passion and mission of amazing.com he has authored numerous articles for some of the world's most respected business publications including forbes business.com and under 30 ceo matt is determined to teach would-be entrepreneurs all over the world how to start and run a business without making the same catastrophic mistakes as nearly 80 percent of those who try Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MC Lobster or by email at info at com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at CashflowNinja.com or texting CashflowNinja to four. 44- 222. To ensure you never miss one of our episodes, you can download our free interactive smartphone apps from the Apple and Google Play app stores. You can also support the show by becoming a patron on Patreon for $10 a month. And when you do become a patron, you get access to our private Facebook page and a Cashflow Ninja t-shirt. You can become a patron at cashflowninja.com forward slash support. Have you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Are you interested in real estate investing and don't know where to start or how to get the results you want? For valuable information to get you started, visit Properties at JoinOpsProperties.com. If you're not earning at least 8% on your cash or money in your self-directed IRAs, you do not want to miss the private lending presentation for non-accredited investors done by Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott. Discover how to create an income stream from real estate without the management headaches. You can access the presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. Spartan Invest have a proven plan and system, helping investors create passive income and wealth through turnkey real estate ownership in the exciting market of Birmingham, Alabama. Find out why Birmingham has got it going on, why it's a steal right now, why it's a millennial hangout a hidden gem, and one of the most exciting investment opportunities you have never heard of. You can download your free report, Five Big Reasons to Invest in the Magical City of Birmingham, Alabama at CashflowNinja.com forward slash Spartan. I've spoken about the most powerful system on the planet, on the show, the banking system, and my firm, Valhalla Wealth Financial, helps people reclaim the banking function within their own lives through leveraging the premium tools and strategies of the wealthy. If you're interested in reclaiming the banking function within your own life and the infinite banking concept, you can access a free webinar presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank.
2: Matt, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much.
0: Can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners?
2: Sure, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I graduated college back in 08. In and uh, if anybody followed <laughs> anything going on in the world, they knew the economy was not doing so good at that time. But uh, I sort of started down the path like a little bit before then to go into finance. I like finance and that kind of thing. So I went to go work for an investment bank. Straight out of college, but then I found out pretty quickly that you know I knew long term I wanted to run my own business, but I uh, found out pretty quickly I wasn't gonna stick it out for the three to five years in there I, I sort of planned on, so I sort of left uh, after seven months. Didn't know what business I was gonna start, and then I ended up kind of fumbling my way into a uh, e-commerce business selling you know some pretty high-end health supplements that at the time were you know typically sold in doctors' offices. Uh, I was one of the earlier people to actually bring those online, um, where people could actually just buy them on the internet, like we're so used to now. And so, started selling those online through my own websites. Uh, went from one e-commerce store to about thirty e-commerce stores, and um, you know, kind of along the way, uh, discovered you know how how much of a factor Amazon was becoming in online retail. And so, uh, ended up kind of listing some products on there. Didn't know what I was doing. I uh, had a lot of bumps in the road along the way, because I was just kind of figuring everything out on my own. And um, then after kind of building that business for a while to, to a pretty successful level, I uh, kind of realized at one point, you know, well, I'm kind of tired of sitting here just kind of building this business in my laptop in my apartment, I wanted to go out and meet more people wanted to have a bigger impact and in, in people's lives. And, uh kind of had the idea that I was like, okay, I could probably take what I'm already doing, this kind of niche kind of business with Amazon, and probably help a lot of other people build their own businesses because I know this thing works. And I'm only selling like 10 products and there are a couple million you can sell on Amazon. So then I uh, ended up partnering with a guy who's my business partner today, and uh, he had already you know, been doing, uh, you know, selling software and blogging and all that sort of stuff. And so he had, he had a list of about a quarter million people that in some respect were like interested in building a business. And so I was like, okay, cool. So we partnered together. I created the course. He had the people, we came together. And, uh, from there we had a whole lot of crazy success stories and, uh, we felt like we were really onto something. And so like fast forward, you know, five years later, we're here with, uh, you know, amazing.com tons of successful members. Uh, growing very fast, helping a lot of people around the world build businesses.
0: Amazon is a behemoth of a platform that's not going away. And uh, at the time of recording, the news just broke that they purchased Whole Foods uh, last week. How has the opportunity changed? And what changes have you seen since you started your journey on Amazon? Um, And talk a little bit about how this opportunity has expanded.
2: Sure, yeah. So, so, I mean, first off... um, you know, since we started doing this stuff, since I started selling, I mean, I believe Amazon has more than tripled since we started, you know, helping other people do this kind of business it's more than doubled. And so its growth is just absolutely insane for a company of its size. I and mean, I think last year it grew something like 20%, which is crazy for a company that's already one of the biggest companies on the planet. Uh, and so it's, it's just growth has been phenomenal. Uh, now, one of the big, like very interesting pieces for us is their growth internationally? I'm here based out of uh, the states, and um, you know, nowadays, you know, we have some members. I was talking with a member the other day. Uh, does about twenty million a year. He a lot of it. He sort of grew by by being a member of ours. Uh, but he does about eighty percent of his volume in Europe. Um, you know, Amazon as a whole, I think about maybe fifteen billion a year or something like that. They do in Germany another fifteen billion a year or so. They do in UK a lot of volume they do in Japan and those marketplaces are growing so fast in terms of the number of people who want to buy stuff there that it's far outpaced the number of sellers that they have and the number of products. So people are going over there and they're finding that it's just kind of like the wild west. Like it's kind of like amazon.com was years ago. Uh, So many opportunities, so easy to get started. People are literally just throwing products up and uh, making money. So that's, that's super exciting for us. And we're always looking at all the different things Amazon is doing. It's rolled out new advertising platforms. We've kind of had our eyes on uh, their whole drone delivery thing. They kind of made an April Fool's joke about a few years ago, but it's actually coming to reality. I mean, at the end of the day, like the big advantage uh, local retailers have had over Amazon is that they're local. Um, sometimes Amazon can't deliver as fast, but now I mean here, I'm here in Austin and some products I can get delivered. I can order it here on my cell phone at the office and it'll be sitting at my house by the time I get there. And, um, they're, they're doing that more and more and more. And they're starting to really, you know, cripple, uh, more than they already have. Like all the local retailers, everyone is buying it. It's kind of interesting. There's two big forces. One is people are buying more. I think we all know this, buying more online, and that's going in their favor. And then Amazon is taking a bigger percentage of online sales. People much prefer not to just buy online, but prefer to buy from one place instead of, you know, 20 different e-commerce stores where they can buy over here, buy over here. They have to pull out their credit card each time. So those two kind of forces are um, what, what's leading to a lot of Amazon's growth.
0: Yeah, I've heard the saying that you have to try and make it as easy as possible for people to do business with you, and you can't really make it easier than Amazon makes it for you with yeah. all of your cards loaded up. I mean, it's basically one-click purchases. And to your point with the growth, um, I'm originally from South Africa. I recently visited there, and those guys are nowhere near where Europe and the US is with Amazon, so there's still a ton of growth growth opportunities uh, in countries such as that. Yep, absolutely. Now let's take a look at uh, what you guys teach. Uh, you guys teach from uh, courses and a blueprint for anyone that basically wants to earn a couple of hundred dollars a month to people that basically want to build a seven to eight figure business.
2: Correct? Yeah, that's a, that's absolutely right. Yeah, so we have um, you know we have people that come to us and they're like, you know what, I would just Change my life if I could build a business that kind of makes me an extra thousand bucks a month. Some people are like, it would change my life if I could build a business that replaced my income of say five to 10 grand a month. And other people are like, I'm in this to build something big. Like I want to build an empire. I want to build a legacy. And they're going after to build a hundred million dollar business because they know it's possible. And so we kind of get that full spectrum of people. And we have a um, a very kind of, uh, I don't know, you could say unique business model. We teach people that we've proven ourselves, we've proven with members. And it's because um, what we don't teach is where I kind of learned this the hard way is selling other people's brands. So we're not going to tell you how to go sell you know Nike shoes uh, on Amazon. So there's there's limited opportunities in doing that. The margins are very low. What we teach you how to do is how to go build a physical products business with a brand that you own. But using Amazon as a source of sales and Amazon as a source of intelligence that lets you know what kind of product you should actually sell. And um, so we we teach people basically the whole thing from start to finish, from setting up an account to picking a product to sell, to actually uh, sourcing the products from China, from the US, from anywhere else, to marketing the product, to building a brand, creating a brand name, uh, logo, and everything else to actually launching the product so you produce sales as fast as possible and then to growing and scaling that business over the long term. So we sort of teach that full spectrum of uh, of how to do this business.
0: For my listeners that's not familiar with the concept of private labeling, can you walk us through a scenario? Uh, let's pick like cell phone covers or sure. you know, yoga mats or something like that. Can you uh, talk about how you identify the product and the niche, and then kind of what that private labeling process entails?
2: Yeah, so uh, yoga mat's always a good example. And so, kind of to separate that into two pieces, like one, like figuring out what's a good opportunity um, versus just how do you do a private labeling. So, like figuring out what's a good opportunity, it's probably I don't know, maybe more than we could go into right now. But it, but in a nutshell, you're basically trying to figure out where is their low competition and where is their high sales potential? And so low competition, the best kind of proxy for that on Amazon is the number of reviews. If you go out there and you're like, okay, I like to sell say yoga mats, but I see every product has 5,000 reviews. That means as an Amazon buyer, like you're going to have to go put a product in front of them that has somewhere around that number of reviews or has a really compelling reason to buy your product versus somebody else different size, different shape, different color, different packaging, different whatever. At the end of the day, you have to be competitive um, in some way or another. And we, we don't recommend trying to be competitive in price. Uh, but, you know, that's why we use reviews as kind of a proxy. Because if you can find an opportunity with products that sell just as well, but every competitor has, say, 50 reviews, it's going to be a lot easier to compete. That means you can come out of the gate, get friends and family, give them some of your products, ask them to leave you a review, then all of a sudden you have 20, 30 reviews, and now you're a competitive product starting from scratch. And so in, in terms of finding out the level of... Uh, sales volume or the profit potential, uh, we look at what's called an Amazon bestsellers rank. If you scroll down, if you click on any product on Amazon, you can do it now while you're listening. Uh, If you scroll down to any product on Amazon and uh, you'll see in the middle of the product page, I believe the section is called product details or more information. And uh, you'll see something that says Amazon bestsellers rank. And uh, there's a ranking there from basically one all the way up into some categories into the hundreds of thousands. So that basically tells you number one is the number one best-selling product in that category. Uh, number 10 is the 10th best-selling product in that category and so on. And so we typically tell people to look for products that are selling at least in the top 5,000 of the category. That means there's good, solid, significant sales volume where you can build a good business. So using that as one piece... And then also using the number of reviews, and we use a few other factors, but in, in general, that's kind of what you're looking for, products with low competition, high sales volume. Now, once you've found an opportunity, say you do all this research, and you find out that yoga mats meets the criteria, it's a great opportunity. You're like, okay, like, how do I do this? Like, do I have to go prototype a product? Do I have to call one of these manufacturers or one of these brands to see if I can sell their products? I mean, most of those questions answers no. Basically, what you do, if you're like, okay, yoga mat seems like a good opportunity. so for a product like that, uh, that doesn't go in your body or on your body, if it goes in or on your body, meaning like a beauty cream, uh, shampoo, a uh, health supplement, those kind of things are typically going to be sourced um, in in some sort of major country like, uh, say, the United States. Like that's where if you're selling on Amazon.com, pretty much all supplements and beauty products are going to be coming from the U.S. Now, if you're selling just about anything else, you mentioned cell phone cases or yoga mats or really whatever else. It's pretty much all going to come from China, maybe a little bit from, uh, you know, uh, Hong Kong or not Hong Kong, um, uh, Taiwan or Pakistan or something like that. But for, for most cases, it's going to be China. And so then basically you just go over to, if it's from China, you go to Alibaba.com and uh, you search for yoga mats. And then that's basically a supplier searching website. And you'll see a whole bunch of options pop up, more than you can imagine. They'll probably, for that product, thousands of different options. And so you find the one that you like. You contact a few of them, and you say, look, like I'm, I want to build this new brand. I want to sell yoga mats. Do you have this product? What's your pricing? How many do I have to order to get started? Do you have this color? Uh, can you do this material? Um, all that sort of stuff. And so the easiest way to get started if you literally find an existing product, you say the best thing selling on Amazon is blue yoga mats. You're like, okay, cool. I, I found that it's a good opportunity. I can use uh, you know some fancy marketing tricks. I can outmarket these people, build a better brand, do better customer service. So I go find some blue, blue yoga mats on Alibaba and I tell them, okay, I've just created uh, my new brand name. It's called Mats Yoga Mats. So I want you putting that on the label. I've got my logo designed over at fiverr.com or 99designs.com. Put that on the label too. Then they'll send you all your inventory that has the blue yoga mat. It's got your label on there. And now you've got your own brand. That in an essence is the most simplest version of private labeling. It's even simpler if you do it with something like health supplements. Uh, you're literally taking a bottle of say vitamin D and slapping your own label on there. Or the manufacturer is. Now things can get a little more advanced, I guess. If you're if you're asking the supplier to maybe choose, yeah, I want a blue yoga mat, but I want it to be an inch bigger, or I want it to be uh, 50% thicker, or I want you to use a little different material. So you're not going out there and prototyping. You're not going out there and doing any of that sort of stuff. You're just making slight modifications, make the product a little bit better for consumers, a little bit more unique, but it's still essentially for us private labeling. Um, and so that's that's basically what we teach. You're kind of using Amazon as the source of place that tells you what products should you sell? You look at reviews of competing products, uh, especially, say, two- and three-star reviews. You can find out that, like, you know, maybe they're all saying, you know what? I'm just slipping off this yoga mat every time. It's, hey, supplier, you know, can you do a, a material on the top that's maybe a little bit uh, stickier? And they're like, yeah, sure, no problem. And it doesn't really cost you much more. And so maybe that's the kind of innovation you do on there. Or maybe you don't do any innovation at all. You just keep things as simple as possible to get started. But either way, at the end of the day, you should end up with your own brand to sell. And that's really what what makes this whole thing work.
0: Now, what kind of quantities are you looking for? Because I can, you know, that might be a question that listeners have that are listening to this saying, you know, that sounds very well. So what kind of costs up front am I looking at? What type of quantities? And then what are some of the profit margins that they're looking at uh, for some of these private label products?
2: Sure. Yeah. So, um so a lot of that, uh, you know, the, the common answer is it depends, Um, you know, it depends on how much you want to order up front, what you're kind of Financial situation is what your risk tolerance is, and all of that sort of stuff. But what we typically see is there's no reason why you can't get started in this business for say as little as you know a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars. Probably more commonly, maybe two to three thousand dollars. That's enough to get your your logo, your initial batch of inventory, your packaging, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, depending on the price of your product, you may be ordering like a few hundred units to get started. And uh, so your risk is not that much to get started in this business. And so that'll include everything from, like I said, logo packaging, uh, your inventory, your shipping from wherever the supplier is, U.S. or China, shipping from there to Amazon. And so it kind of uh, includes all that stuff. Now, in, in terms of the actual profit margin... Once again, it depends. If you're starting off kind of lean and mean, you're like, "Look, I don't want to spend a whole bunch of money on this thing. I'm only buying two thousand dollars worth of inventory." Then you, by nature, you're going to get uh, not as good prices as somebody who's like, "I'm an established business. Uh, I'll order twenty thousand dollars worth of inventory from you, but I want the best price you can give me and you negotiate and that kind of thing." So your margins are going to be a little bit lower at the beginning because you can't get as good a pricing as as more established sellers. And so, but it's perfectly fine. But in terms of, uh, you know, our members, the, the sort of margins we end up seeing that after everything's considered um, gross profit wise anyways. Uh, so this is, you know, your product cost, your shipping, your packaging, Amazon's fees, uh, any on Amazon advertising you're doing. So if you're running stuff outside of Amazon, say Facebook, Google AdWords, whatever, that's maybe kind of uh, separate from this. But if you're running Amazon's kind of internal advertising platforms, all that stuff taken into consideration, the margins we typically see are, say, 25 to 40%. Um, so that's after all that stuff is taken out. Now, this obviously doesn't include your staff cost and all of that. Now, this can depend a little bit on if you really dig in and you find some great opportunities. For example, we have members who have products that they sell for, say, $70, but it only costs them maybe $15 to produce the unit. So that's going to be a little bit higher dollar margin, but uh, yeah, I would say 25 to 40% is is kind of average.
0: And you'd mentioned one thing about shipping it from the, uh manufacturer. Let's us use China, and that's yes. being shipped to Amazon, which ties into the logistics because there might be some listeners that were listening saying, "Oh, well, <laughs> are they going to ship 300 yoga mats to my house and I am I going to package and fulfill this?" But Amazon, but has warehouses all very, very strategically located across America and the world that this can be shipped to and warehouse and fulfilled. It.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, the process of like getting a, it's its always kind of weird because like, you know, we teach a lot of people this stuff. Some people are already doing a couple million a year with their e-commerce business or on Amazon or some other business when they come to us. So they're they're fairly sophisticated. Some other people are literally starting from ground zero. And so one of the kind of initial hurdles to get them over is is it's, it's understandably a kind of weird, kind of scary is ordering a product all the way from China that you, uh, you know, you're not over there and you're getting that product all the way over to US or Europe to sell there. And so, but at the end of the day, the process is not that complicated because uh, in most cases you'll just use a freight forwarder. So a freight forwarder is a company that you can just call and we can give you resources and stuff. Uh, you can basically just call them and they will essentially handle the entire process of getting your product from the Chinese manufacturer to wherever you're selling on Amazon. So they basically handle that entire process um, and, uh, there are also some other services that, that do like FBA inspection. If you literally just Google FBA inspection, there's services out there that you can have. Um, say you don't use a freight forwarder. Cause in some cases, if you if your product is light and small that, uh, you probably want to ship by air. You're not going to save a whole lot of money shipping by sea, but you'll save a heck of a lot of time. And so sometimes the supplier can be like, okay, we have a DHL account. We'll just ship the product ourselves if you want us to. Uh, where do you want it to go? And so in that case, you may be like, well, you know, I'm sitting over here in, say, Australia or, like, South Africa or something. I don't want it to go to my house. It'll be expensive, and I'll have this inventory sitting around. Uh, so I just find one of these FBA inspection services, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to have 300 yoga mats sent to your address on this date. Let me know. Make sure all the products are good, and then ship them into Amazon. So that, that's kind of the other way to do it that's pretty hands-off.
0: And this is a business that you can run from your laptop uh, from any location for listeners out there uh, looking to design such a business.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we have people that, you know, run this business really while traveling the world, all kinds of different places. I was talking with a couple not that long ago. Uh, They're from Australia. They live in Thailand. They run this business from there. We have people that are from all over the world, running the business from from really anywhere that they want. Um, The only part that ever really becomes like a physical location kind of thing is getting your samples because, you know, you really want to make sure you're selling a good, high quality product because one of the first things we tell people to do is that once you find an opportunity, you want to order three or four four samples from three or four different uh, manufacturers. And so you need some place to send those to. So they can be your hotel in uh, Thailand or Bali or wherever you want. Or they can be your house, a uh, friend's house. doesn't really matter. It's anywhere you can receive these samples. You can touch and feel them. Because there is, in most cases, going to be a difference in product quality. Sometimes there'll be, say you order four, two of them will be the exact same product. You're like, I know this is due to manufacturers, but they're basically selling the same product. And the two others may be completely different. One really poor quality, one way better quality, and there may be no difference in price. That's why you just have to order samples. And um, so yeah, once you order the samples, that, that's about it. You don't really have to be tie down any location or any of that sort of stuff.
0: You're listening to Matt Clark on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We will be right back after a word from our sponsor.
2: Are you on track to achieve your financial goals? Income producing real estate is the most historically proven way to accumulate wealth and has created more financial freedom than any other means. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best turnkey cashflow rental properties. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly income. Get your free strategy session with our knowledgeable investment counselors at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com.
0: You're listening to Matt Clark on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and now back to our interview. Now, so now we've identified a product that we're going to sell on Amazon uh, in a niche that's very, very profitable. We've, uh, we've, put the private labeling strategy on top of that. We found resources in China through Alibaba to to manufacture this. We've got our logistics sorted out, shipping it direct to Amazon distrib- warehouse and distribution centers. Um, talk a little bit about uh, what competitive, competitive advantages you can c- create on Amazon and how to differentiate yourself from the other competitors and some other marketing strategies.
2: Yeah. So at the end of the day, like most people selling products on Amazon are pretty either uh, lazy or clueless or both. And so like a few easy things you can do is first off, uh, having better product photos than anybody else. Because I mean, one of the disadvantages of buying online is you can't touch and feel the product. And so the last thing you want is some poor quality iPhone shop products that you or a friend did or the manufacturer did. So you can go out there and get some really good high quality product photos done You can find somebody on Craigslist or whatever. I'm pretty happy with uh, productphotography.com. They kind of specialize in these kind of photos. Um, You can use them. You can use whoever. And uh, so basically you can go out there and get product photos created. That'll be really high quality. That's a big thing to set you apart. The other piece too is that treating the whole Amazon product listing page, basically your public facing page of your product, uh, kind of like a, um, you know, a sales letter. So you've got control over your title, your bullet points, and your description. So making sure you use each one of those to really sell the value of your products um, and make sure that you put forth the best features and benefits. If you have a guarantee, add your guarantee uh, and anything else that you can put there. Has your product been featured in certain magazines or anything like that? So that's another big thing. Uh, the other thing is constantly monitoring and managing your reviews. Amazon's recently, over the past year, cracked down a lot on the things you can do to get reviews. People used to do a whole bunch of um, you know, giveaways where they're basically like, hey, I'll give you my product for a dollar if you go write a review of it after. Now, Amazon has kind of limited that a little bit. You can still give the product away, uh, but sometimes the reviews won't stick. So sometimes you have to sell it for not quite as big of a discount and you're really not supposed to ask for the review before somebody even gets the product. So they can't know the only reason they're getting the discount is to get a review. Uh, but you know, getting reviews and managing reviews is still extremely important. So the last thing you want to do is um, you know, sit there and see some bad review that kind of sticks on your product page because you can comment on that review. You could try to message that customer. Uh, you can try to get a whole bunch of new reviews to kind of push that down. Uh, so you want to be constantly managing that because that can, knock out 40% of your sales. I hate to say it, one bad review, but there's ways you can manage that. So managing all that is kind of one piece. So that's kind of where we typically start people is the actual product listing. It's like before you go out there and trying to get traffic and run advertising and all that sort of stuff, make sure wherever they're landing, which is the product page, is as good as it possibly can be. Images, title, description, bullet points, and reviews. Now, kind of after that, you kind of cap out on what you can do on the product page. So then it's about getting more people to the product page. Um, And so one of the easiest ways is using Amazon's own kind of internal advertising tool uh, called Sponsored Products. So that's one that you can use. You can also use another kind of more advanced tool that not a lot of people know about called Amazon Marketing Services. And so that's another advertising platform that allows you to run a few extra ad spots that in most cases is more profitable because not as many people are advertising on there. It's not as competitive. Uh, Another strategy that we use is we do quite a bit of Facebook ads. And so we'll run Facebook ads, in some cases, using Facebook offers directly to the actual product page will say, Hey, you know, if you, if you're looking on Facebook, uh, and you click on this coupon code, it's all built into Facebook, then we'll give you a 25% off or 75% off coupon on this product on Amazon. They click that, they claim the offer, they go buy the thing on Amazon, and that can help grow your Amazon sales because they see not only more sales coming in, but they also see it coming from outside of Amazon, and they, they tend to like that. They tend to get you higher keyword rankings for that. And uh I guess like one of the one of the other big pieces is the actual sort of keyword research and keyword strategy. I mean, say for example, uh you're you're a new seller, you don't have a whole lot of resources, you're trying to be scrappy and you want to sell this yoga mat and uh you could go after your main keyword cuz uh, having your keywords in your title and what you advertise on the different advertising platforms does matter. So you could say that, you know, I'm going to go after yoga mat. That's the keyword I want to rank number 1 for. Then you're going to be competing with every single other person um, so maybe instead you decide you do some research. You can use Google Keyword Planner or there's some other Amazon related keyword tools. And, uh, maybe you find that, you know, say, uh, uh, indoor yoga mat or, or that maybe outdoor yoga mat or yoga mat for P90X or something like that is a bit of a better keyword. It's, uh, still got good sales volume. It's lower competition and you use that as a way to produce better sales. And that's just kind of one example of how to use keywords, Uh, but you use them a lot of other places in your listing and that can also help you produce a lot of sales that if competitors are not that savvy, that they're not gonna get um, the same benefits you will.
0: You just pack so much value just in uh, that short space of time. And the other comment that I also wanted to make is for the Amazon algorithms, the better your page converts and the more traffic you're driving, uh, from, to Amazon from a different source, uh, does that bump you up in, uh, the, the rankings and, uh, have, uh, have your, basically your product showcase at the top of the searches?
2: Yeah, it does. I mean, we've run tests in the past. I mean, some tests that were a little more aggressive, but they allowed us to learn things. Um, we're constantly on top of what everyone's doing, what everyone's working. Cause we, you know, we have a lot of members, a lot of friends and that kind of thing. And so, the best way to get the the fastest way for a product to go up in ranking uh, for a search term, say yoga mats is if somebody literally goes to search for yoga mats and then they buy your product Uh, and you get another person that happens to search for yoga mat and buy your products. I mean, say for example, um, say for example, you're, you're selling some new yoga mat, you get your product ranked, say it's at the bottom of the first page. But what you've done is you have one that's better than anything else ever created. You've got better images. You've got a better title and everything else you can possibly do, what's going to happen is a higher percentage of people are going to be just naturally searching for yoga mat. They have no idea who you are, but they're going to see your product because it's so much better, the marketing's so much better, all that sort of stuff. They're going to be buying your product at a higher rate than they're buying the other products, and that over time will keep pushing your product up in the rankings. Um, So that does seem to have a big effect, and it's been that way for the past five years. Maybe Actually, probably no longer, probably six years, maybe seven years. Um, and then, uh, related to sort of external traffic. So it does also seem it's a little harder to kind of, um, quantify, I guess, but it does seem to also have an effect having your traffic go into your Amazon listing from multiple traffic sources. I think kind of like Google, it's kind of an authority thing. If they see a bunch of traffic going to your product listing, even if they don't buy, but it's from some really good solid sites that seems to have an effect. It's It's not quite as clear as the conversion rate thing though.
0: Now, you guys are doing amazing things at amazing.com uh, and a ton of pro- uh, programs on there and courses for someone that wants to start a physical product business on Amazon. Once they get started and they get stuck in certain areas, you guys also have resources available for them, actual people that are doing the same thing for them to help them through challenging parts of their business, Correct.
2: Yeah, so we kind of have um a, a few a few main products. So um one that we're most known for is actually amazing selling machine. And so we've had, you know, 20,000 plus people go through that program. It basically includes a full 8-week course that walks you through everything from start to finish of how to build this business. We have mentors in there that are kind of like coaches that can help you. We include a whole bunch of extra resources and discounts on things. We have a private community and all that sort of stuff. So that program, um, historically we've only had available twice a year. And so we just did a big release of that. It's now closed. Uh, we just did a big release of that back in April. Uh, and so you can, if you want or are interested, um, you know, you go to amazing selling machine, we've got an email form to get on the waiting list. Um, so that's for people that are kind of, I would say if you're doing anything less than maybe 500,000, a million dollars a year, like, that's a good program to be in for, for Amazon. Now, if you're already going or you want to get started with something right now or maybe you're already selling on Amazon, that's where if you actually go to amazing.com right now, we have a membership that has a whole lot of training by some really advanced Amazon sellers where you can learn different strategies that are working right now. We've even got a few things for people just getting started. And uh, so that, that's a good program. It's, it's much less expensive. Uh, and it's kind of a monthly membership that you can sort of join and cancel anytime you want. Now, uh, we also do some live events. Um, so those are the best to probably find out on our Facebook page. Or if you get on our email list, we'll let you know about the live events. We have a big one coming up uh, pretty soon uh, for for Amazon sellers. So we do some live events. And we got a few other things going on uh, that we're pretty excited about too.
0: Fantastic. Now, Matt, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skill sets. What are you currently studying and what new skill sets are you currently learning?
2: Yeah, so I... um. You know, I uh, probably I started last year. I've always kind of read quite a few books. Uh, I started last year with the goal of basically reading 100 books a year. And so I did it last year. I'm a little behind this year, but I plan to still finish it up this year. And so constantly reading all kinds of different books uh, about business, about psychology, uh, about everything else. So that That's kind of an ongoing thing. In terms of skills, I mean, one of the biggest things I've been working on um, consciously, because we all say if you're a business owner, you're all like yeah, delegation is great. Uh, Yeah, I should have other people doing the work that I'm supposed to. And then you spend five hours a day sitting there like, you know, creating Facebook ads or landing pages or whatever. Uh, So there's one thing to say and there's one thing to do it. Like to me, I'm really trying to cut myself off from doing the work in the business uh, other than the sort of higher level stuff. Like I, I feel like I'm pretty good at the marketing. I enjoy it. I'm good at product, but I'm not very good at a lot of other stuff. And so, I'm trying to get a lot better at, um, you know, basically, uh, sort of, sort of giving that stuff over to people who know how to do it better. And sort of one of the big things that I've been trying to do, cause you know, we've got a company that right now we have about 25 employees. And, um, so it's, it's a matter of training employees. So that's something that I think a lot of businesses really fail to do. They kind of hire people to fill holes, uh, rather than hiring people to take over an area of their business. And so, for me, there's there's no leverage in me sitting there doing work myself. There's only leverage if I can sit there and teach somebody else how to do it, so I never have to do it again. Or maybe my role becomes more of a editor or more of an advisor in what they're doing, as opposed to the person creating the stuff in the beginning. Because we've also messed that up before, where we kind of just abdicated or just turned over an area of the business, and then we're just or furious, uh, you know, two or three months later when it didn't go very well. Like that's not responsible either. So it's a matter of training somebody, giving them responsibility, then checking in regularly to make sure they're doing well, make sure they don't need any other training. And I think that's the only way you ever get out of the cycle of doing everything yourself, which I think still to this day, um, you know, it's kind of funny because we kind of have this kind of meta position, I guess, because we're sitting here running a business and also teaching business stuff. So I kind of see it from both ends. And I see it's a constant problem for even members that are doing 20 million a year, uh, they still have a problem turning the reins over because I feel like they never train people very well. So, in terms of a skill set, a lot of stuff that that I've been working on is around the management aspect of the business. It's not something that like super excites me, but I know unless I get people in or systems in, that I'm I'm never going to get out of sort of the day to day operations of the business. So that's that's pretty important to me.
0: Now, man, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be?
2: Yes. I think in terms of, um, building wealth, I would say one is build what people want. Um, I've seen members mess up in this. I've seen us mess up in this. It's like you as creative sort of human being a lot of times are sitting there and you're like, you know what? I've got this great idea. We're going to build X. And then you keep trying to shove it down people's throat. You're running marketing, running ads, building and approving the thing. And then you find out nobody wants the thing. Like it's better to find that out sooner and earlier than possible. I think if you build what people want, if you listen to the stories of some of the most successful companies on the planet, I was literally just listening to an audiobook today and I heard somebody talking about Instagram actually. Uh, so what was before Instagram from the part I caught in the audio book, I think it was a program called bourbon or something like that, that had all these different bells and whistles and features. And they found out people were only using like three things. They were using the photo aspect. They were using the share aspect and something else. So they cut out all the rest of the stuff in their product. And now, you know, they they got bought for a billion dollars by Facebook. And so that's a matter. And you'll hear that time and time again, of really successful businesses is they actually focus on building stuff that people want not just stuff that they sort of think that they want or that they want to get out there. Because if you basically, a business doesn't have to be that complicated. If you build good, high quality stuff that people want, selling is not very difficult. So I think in terms of building wealth, I think that part's extremely important. In terms of <clears throat> in terms of happiness, I would say, you know, I've done a lot of reading and study and all that sort of stuff on that. And um, I would say two things there, I guess, which can kind of be principles two and three. One is, um, you know, relationships are more important than anything else. At the end of the day, like if you look at all that stuff, it um, doesn't matter how much success you achieve in life or any of that kind of thing, uh, what matters more than anything is the relationships you have with the people around you. Uh, it's not how much money you have. It's not whether you have a fancy car, a plane, a boat, an island, or whatever your sort of level of ambition is. All that really matters at the end of the day, when you're sitting there lying on your deathbed, is what did you do to sort of make the people around you, their lives better? Um, you know, you hear about it. I remember listening to an audio book that was talking about, I think a lot of people probably heard this, but it was, um, a community somewhere in the U S somewhere kind of rural in the U S and they couldn't figure out why this group There's basically an Italian kind of community, but they had since adopted every American dietary and everything else sort of principle. They couldn't figure out why their health markers were so much better. Uh, they had less heart disease, no heart attacks, live longer and all that sort of stuff. They're like, well, maybe they're eating the sort of Italian diet with olive oil and all that. Like, nope, they were doing the exact same thing. Maybe they live less stressful lives. Nope, they were living the exact same American jobs and everything else. What they found out is that their social lives are so much different. They went to work, but then when they came home, they're stopping by the bakery and talking and having a chat. They're sitting there having two hour long dinners. At the end of the day, what they found out was relationships, not food, not lifestyle, nothing else was what was actually improving their lives. And that's something that really kind of uh, struck a chord with me. And so I'd say the last one is something that I've been working on a lot myself, but I think it's very important is to try to, and I don't mean this from like a, a yogi sort of standpoint, try as much as possible to uh, you know live in the moment. Um, it's so easy, especially in business, if you're ambitious to set all these goals and constantly be thinking and have anxiety about all the stuff you want to accomplish in the future that you forget that all you ever really have is what's going on right now. And so I think that's something important to sort of take into account and think about every single day is that it's okay. Even if you haven't achieved your goals, like think about what you have achieved right now. Think about, uh, you know, where you're at right now. Are you, are you sitting there with a friend that you haven't seen for a month? Or maybe it's your wife or husband or girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. And uh, you're sitting there thinking about, you know, what's going to happen three days from now, what's going to happen the next day or a month from now or any of that sort of stuff. You're missing out on everything that's actually life, which is all the moment that's happening right now. And so that's something that's been pretty important to me. And I've actually been trying something recently. I can't tell you it's the world's greatest secret for success, uh, but I've been trying something along the same lines of principles of rather than having a to-do list, not having a to-do list. Now, I can say this because I've tried every time management system on the planet, you can imagine. I've gone as far as, this will sound a little crazy, but I've gone as far as to build spreadsheets with my own sort of custom-built scoring ranking algorithms on how to sort of decide what to do next. And at the end of the day, I'm not sure it helps a whole lot. To me, what matters is like getting stuff done in the moment, giving everything I have to right now, and it doesn't involve a to-do list or anything else. And to, honestly, it's caused a lot less stress, a much better uh life. I'm I'm happier, I would I think so. And it hasn't had any impact. If anything, it's been a positive impact on terms of progress in, in my goals and business and everything else. So um, yeah, I would say those are probably the, the three things that come to mind right now.
0: Those are great. And thank you for sharing that, Matt. Matt, how can my audience learn more about you and your company and all of the courses and projects that you're involved with?
2: Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, got a few different ways. Like, you know, if you're interested in kind of getting on the waiting list for Amazing Selling Machine, we're probably going to be uh, announcing a new release in the next few months or something like that. At least start talking about it. Uh, so you can go to AmazingSellingMachine.com. Uh, if you're already selling Amazon or you just kind of want to get started with something now, you can go to amazing.com or if you just want more information and kind of stay in touch, you can just look amazing.com up on Facebook. Um, I still write a lot of communications. I like to be in touch with our audience. So by going to there, you're kind of in touch with me. I write a lot of the emails and that kind of thing. I like to be in touch with our people. So, uh, yeah, Facebook, uh, amazing.com is, a, is another great way to go.
0: Fantastic. Well, Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners. And I just want to congratulate you. You guys are touching a lot of lives and making an enormous difference and having a huge impact in a lot of people's lives.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: This is MC Laubscher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Valhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining the capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy according to the infinite banking concept. If you're interested to learn more about privatized banking and the infinite banking concept you can access an exclusive webinar at CashflowNinja.com Forward be the bank. Thank you for joining my guest Matt Clark and myself on the Cashflow Ninja today. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes, and share our show with family, friends, and your network. I'm always trying to learn and improve in every area of my life, so if there's any way that I can provide more value to you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at com. If you're not a subscriber to the Cashflow Ninja Goshku newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text cashflowninja to 44222. You can support the show also by becoming a patron on Patreon for $10 a month. And when you do become a patron, you get access to our private Facebook page and a Cashflow Ninja t-shirt. You can become a patron at cashflowninja.com forward slash support. Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott have been in your shoes and have used real estate investing to become financially free. They've designed a system to take any beginner to an experienced deal-making investor in the least amount of time. They offer opportunities from basic education, coaching, bridge loan investing to turnkey investments in the cash-flowing market of St. Louis, Missouri. For more information, please visit joinupsproperties.com or call Jimmy and Bob at 314-799-2247. If you're not earning at least 8% on your cash or money in your self-directed IRAs, you do not want to miss the private lending presentation for non-accredited investors done by Jimmy Freeland and Bob Scott. Discover how to create an income stream from real estate without the management headaches. You can access the presentation at cashflowninja.com forward slash private lending. Creating passive income for you and your family is easier than you think. All you need are three things the right plan, the right product, and the right turnkey provider. As an investor, you want a safe, profitable, and convenient way to invest your capital without being at the mercy of stock market fluctuations. Investing in real estate in a turnkey way that provides monthly passive income with very low risk is exactly what Spartan Invest provides for their clients. Their mission is to make investing in real estate easy for the busy professional. Spartan Invest helps investors create passive income and wealth through turnkey ownership in Birmingham, Alabama. You can download your free report, Five Big Reasons to Invest in the Magical City of Birmingham, Alabama at CashflowNinja.com forward slash Spartan. The wealthiest families on the planet know how to capture their wealth and then leveraging their wealth through their own banking system. If you're interested in the infinite banking concept and learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access a free webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms.